What is going on and welcome to the Power of Progression podcast. I'm your host, John Marone. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, write a review, and then share it out to anybody who can take the value from today's episode and put it into their life. But now it is time to help you design the life you've always wanted to live, creating the ultimate version of yourself, and jump into the episode. So let's get it popping. I'm back. It's been a while since I've had a new episode launch on the Power of Progression. So thank you so much for still tuning in, even though it's been about three weeks since a new episode has aired, maybe four weeks. But a lot has happened in the last several weeks. So we launched our Ultimate Year Workshop. We sold out. Uh, We're in the final week right now. And I also went and I spoke in Vegas. I spoke in Phoenix. I was in Miami speaking and just so much going on. Onboarded a bunch of new clients to our personal evolution. And just with everything going on, it was very hard to go ahead and get in some new podcast um, episodes. Then I also had <laughs> I had an emergency root canal on the day I was supposed to record some new stuff. So lo and behold, we're here right now. Um, now this episode is not actually a new episode, but it is. So I got asked to be on the Real Business Owners podcast when I actually was speaking in Vegas. They live in Utah. And so they asked me to come out there and go on their podcast. It's about 90, 90 minutes or so. So I went ahead, was on their podcast. An amazing, an amazing episode you guys are about to hear. Uh, but really, we dial into a lot, of, a lot of shit. I mean, we dial into success triggers, into addiction, um, into how to go ahead and cultivate the best questions to then create the best results. I mean, we, we go in on this episode. Um, and it's not just me. It's also the, the two hosts that are going in as well with massive value. So this is going to be an episode from the Real Business Owners podcast, but I just want to jump in here really quick because there will be all new episodes coming out um, in December all the way down, obviously, through 2021. We're going to be bringing on more guests of 2021. I kind of pulled off bringing guests in of all 2020, did all solo shows for the most part, had some amazing people on. I mean, Trent, my boy, Trent Shelton came on. Um, I know we had a bunch of other people jump on. So we will have more guests as well, but you'll still be getting a big dose of just me and my episodes. So I want to go ahead before I go ahead and, and unlock this episode for you guys to listen to. This is Thanksgiving week. And so whether you listen to this before or after Thanksgiving, um, I just hope that your Thanksgiving is full of, of gratitude, full of love, full of happiness and, and an extreme, an extreme amount of, of gratitude towards what you have. No matter where you're at right now, whether you are going to be by yourself for Thanksgiving or you have a big group of people, just realize that where you're at is, is perfect right now. Um, and it's taking these episodes that I put out and other mentors that you have and really applying the information, right? Taking this knowledge and implementing it. But wherever you're at in the world listening to this, whether it's before or after Thanksgiving, I am grateful for you as a listener. I'm grateful for you as somebody who's supporting me. Not sure if you understand how meaningful it is, uh, you know, to be able to take somebody um, from where they're at to where they want to go and maybe never even meet them, right, all through this podcast platform. Um, So I'm grateful for every single listener out there. I am extremely, extremely grateful for everybody who has shared this podcast out, anybody that's written a review, and and just really, really anybody that's taken action to change their life all from this podcast or from my coaching. Thank you so much. Uh, This, this, 
Thanksgiving wouldn't be as good as it's going to be without the support and love from all of you guys. So once again, thank you so much. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. Be grateful for what you have. Really speak, see, and feel that gratitude this year. I know 2020 has been a little crazy, but it's also been full of great opportunities, and I hope that you found those opportunities. And if you need me, please reach out. Otherwise, here you go. This is the Real Business Owners Podcast that I was on about a couple of weeks ago. Enjoy. Take this information. Create some implementation. And have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. Real Business Owners. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 74 with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, my partner, Kel Goodman. What's up? Guys, today we have a, a guest on the show for you. We just met probably about five minutes ago or so, so we haven't had a whole lot of uh, time to meet John and, and get to know John, but I actually like it like that to where we can get to know you a little bit more while we're recording and so people can get to know you as well and it's a little bit more organic that way. So we've got, is it, it's Marone, right? Yes. John Marone yes. is with us today. So we appreciate you flying out from Florida Yep. to be on the podcast. And so I've poked around a little bit on Instagram, obviously, and it says growth expert. That's kind of your field or your expertise, right? Yeah. Okay. So explain to the audience what that means. Growth, is that like a life coach, like personal growth? Is it business growth? Is it both? Tell yeah. us a little bit about that real quick. So great question, right? I actually yeah. used to be called the ultimate one-on-one coach. And what okay. I found is is through branding, I boxed myself into only one-on-one. And, and I'm mm. a transformational speaker and a transformational coach. So I had to broaden it a little bit. Yeah. But essentially what a growth expert is and what we do is we help high performers okay. get to the next level in all areas of life. Okay. Creating that integration in all six areas of life. Um, and we do this through inner work, and then we get to their business. Mm. So business consulting, life consulting, all wrapped into one. But we always work inside out. I mean, w when I ask the question, is it more life, is it more business? I, I think that there's a lot of things that people aren't really addressing in life that's ultimately holding their business back. Yeah. You know? Um, and some people look so deep into their business. Why is my business not growing? Why is it not? Well, you're the one running the business. Are you really growing as an individual? And if you're not growing as an individual, how can your business ultimately grow if you're the individual behind the wheel? Yeah. Right? And so I could see how those two things go hand in hand. If your personal life isn't addressed, it's going to be difficult to scale a business. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So. And, and so here's the thing, man. Like, I have so many people reach out to me. And they're yeah. like, hey, can you help me grow my business? Can you help me in sales? Yeah. Whatever that might be. Yeah. And I always tell them, like, let's pump the brakes. Let's plug yeah. the holes in a ship before we set sail. Because yeah. your business will never outgrow who you truly are. Right. right? And, and so the money that we want to create, the experiences that we want to have, the relationships that we want to have is nothing but an extension off of you. Mm. Right? Like, we are the tree that yeah. money grows on. Yes. And so money is a byproduct to our values, to our characteristics, mm. to our attitudes, beliefs, and our environment. And when you can understand, like, hey, I'm the source of everything. Yeah. And money is literally just a byproduct. My business growth is a byproduct of me. Mm. I mean, it becomes easy. Yeah. You know, because there's so many different businesses and so many different, uh, you know, nuances in business. It becomes harder to track and find those holes. But when you can just pull back and say, hey, who am I? Am yeah. I the person that I need to be in order to have the success that we want? We all know people that got 
really rich really fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about even like basketball players or football players, lottery winners. Yeah. What happens? They, they lose their money because yeah. they don't know who they are. They're yeah. maybe trying to spend Business their fast. way into, you know, being cool or they yep. still just have they, – they don't know them yet. Yeah. And you, they're, they're, they're spending their way to try to find who they are and then they run out of money. Yeah, and who they are now is broke. Yeah, and and, you know, and, and still lost. And they're trying you to know? impress other people before mm-hmm. impressing themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I always look at it, and and yeah, I tell everybody, hey, look, you got to become the person that you need to become yeah. to achieve the results that you want to have. Yeah. Um. So it's always inner work first because you know when you look at a business, I look at the leader. I look at the leader, and I can tell you if that business is going to crumble fast, yeah. or is going to blow up and succeed and progress yeah. to the levels that they want to get to. Um, and it's what the leader does in the dark yeah. that matters most. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of leaders fail. And people come to me as you know uh, to coach for them, and it's like, hey, like who are you when nobody's watching? Yeah, right. when nobody's watching. Who are you? Because what are your actions? Yeah, yeah. Well, are it, you are you still trying to improve? Yeah, you know, outside of business, you know, and and, and, and we've joined entrepreneurship groups and all that, and as we evolve as individuals, our business just naturally evolves, yep. you know. But in most cases, when you're not to that level of ready to evolve as an individual, all you can see is numbers. Like when they reach out, hey man, I want to grow my business. They think there's something wrong in the business, and they don't ever take that hard look in the mirror to say. What's wrong with me? Is there something that I could be doing individually that would ultimately help serve my business as well? Absolutely. And they go completely hand in hand. So I'd, I'd agree yeah. with that 100%. Yeah, it's contagious, man. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? If you're, if you're pushing, you're growing, yes. you're, your team's going to want to push and grow around exactly. you. But, you know, if you're, if you're leading a lifestyle that's not very healthy and it's just, you know, crumbling, it's pulling yeah. you down, it's going to pull your team down around you as well. Exactly. It's kind of... You know, I see it in our company, man. Yeah. Like the, these people look to us like what's next, right? Yeah. So they, they are following our lead in a lot of different areas. And a lot of them now are following our lead even at, at home. Yeah. You know, they're pushing themselves in their health. They're pushing themselves in their in their faith. They're pushing themselves in their, um, you know, their personal growth. And, and they grow. Even financially. Like, I never thought some of our sales guys would be doing $60,000 a week in sales individually. Yeah. yeah. Now they are. I didn't yeah. think that. I never hit that when I was yeah. a sales guy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I but now we got when guys we started, doing it, and people yeah. were hitting like five or ten grand a week, right. and then they'd have a good week, and they'd hit ten or fifteen thousand a week in sales. And now it's not uncommon for those guys to hit, you know, forty thousand dollars in a week, right. and make anywhere from six to ten thousand a week in commission. And it's kind of cool for them to be able to turn to us and say, "Hey, man, I'm starting to make money. What should I do with it?" Mm-hmm. They're starting to think in advance, yeah. and that's one of the most difficult things to do. Is be an employee, but also be thinking about the next three years, five years, 10 years. Yep. Most people don't do that. And that's why they remain an employee because they can't see past just this Friday, right? Yeah. Like I can't wait to get, get to Friday. So I get Saturday and Sunday off so I can get shit faced and then just go do it again. <laughs> right. you know, and, and this we've weird all vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We've all been the guilty sell, as shit. The sales yeah. company we came up in was yeah. like, Hey, go buy that bull bike. Go yeah. buy that yeah. Dodge oh, yeah. Viper. Go yeah. buy that. Go they buy wanted sh- you know, they they wanted you because, because then you work harder. Exactly. Yeah. Buy that big TV. Especially sales guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, we would spend money, live life, Man. you know, so yeah, we the can pump up the numbers. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yep. That yeah. was the lifestyle. And, yeah. and you know, we talked about like, you know, now they're going home and, and they're anticipating what they could do next. And you know, I just think it's so powerful when you have leaders in a, in a business that are, are doing the work when nobody's watching, right? Because we talked about before, like you're working on, you know, mm-hmm. it work for your knee. And it's right. like, when nobody's watching, like, let's just say if he was sitting there watching you and you had, okay, I'm going to do 12 reps. Right. He's watching you. Yeah. You bet your ass you're going to do 12 reps, but he right. goes to get a drink of water. 
Yeah. Who said, are you? Are you going to be the person that does 10 or are you the person right. that yeah. says whether he's watching or not, yeah. you can do 12? Because the person that's watching is your subconscious mind yes. at all moments yes. of the day. Mm, I yeah. like that. You're telling your subconscious mind what to leak into your conscious mind. Yes. Right? Do I quit? Do I give in to my old limited uh, beliefs? Do I give in to my old excuses? Or am I creating this new story? And so... I think it's so hard for us growing, you know, growing up, and, and whether we had addiction or you know we're just trying to impress other people. Because, been there and been there. Yeah, and it's like we're we're taking <laughs> these beliefs that aren't even ours. First yeah, off, yeah, we inherited these beliefs. Yeah, of course, we inherited this culture, yes. and now we're trying to live a life that's not even truly ours. So when mm-hmm. you could strip it away and say, "Who am I really?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you could show up in the dark, man, with your new powerful beliefs. That's the game changer right there for you, man. And 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 I would say that that's a direct uh, reflection of your confidence as well, because you know whether you're an individual of value based upon you following through with what you said you were going to do, right? You know, like seventy five hard or whatever. There's plenty of times where I get done with the outside workout and it's forty minutes in and I'm in front of my house. You know, I could easily just go walk in the door, but I just can't do it. So I'm going up and down the street just right around my house. And so we were just talking about that last night as we were hanging out is now I have a a perfect routine where I know for a fact if I do this, that's going to take me 45 minutes on my outdoor workout, right? And doing that and following through, even if it's just another three minutes or four minutes, your self-confidence increases because you know when you say you're going to do something, you follow through. Yeah. That's how also discipline is created, yeah. right? It's all the things that you don't want to do that you ultimately do. It's just like a muscle. The more times that you do that and put yourself under that test, the more discipline you're going to have. It just is Flexing. created. It's Nobody's born with discipline. We're all born just you know, mush, yeah. right? Yeah. Like no, not, no sets of beliefs or anything like that. If I was born in the UK, I might have a completely different set of beliefs. I'd have an accent even, yep. right? And so your environment is is super, super important in the people that you surround yourself with. Obviously, you know, everyone knows the old saying, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. But um, in terms of you having addiction issues in the past versus, you know, cleaning up and, and, and doing a lot of cool shit in your life at this point, what would you say was the pivot point for you in terms of, you know, the aha moment where you said, you know, this is no longer for me. This is the path that I now want to go down because there's going to be and it might not be addiction for some people that are listening. They just might hate what they're doing or, you know, whatever it is. What was the aha moment that made you shift gears and go into a different direction and take a, a whole different path? Yeah, man, I, I love this question because I, what I call them is I call them quake moments, mm. right? Because I think we have all these like little quake moments, and as we get to these new levels, we find these new devils, and so you got another yeah. another quake moment, another quake moment. Yeah. But the one that really shook me, um, it was actually it's coming up on, on our anniversary here, um, October twenty eighth, two thousand and twelve. You know, before that day, you know, John Marone was somebody who was an addict to not just drugs, man, fighting. If it, if mm-hmm. if I didn't fight once a week, something was was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I was addicted to drama, negativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was addicted to bad decisions. Yeah. And chaos. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that wanted me up in jail, right? And couch hopping, living yeah. in a motel. Um, and I met my my now wife. You know, you guys met her out there. And yeah. she showed me a little bit of what it's like to be loved and accepted mm-hmm. the right way. Mm-hmm. Not for fighting, not for being a drug dealer, not for, you know, supplying something, right? And so that's that's a good point right there. Drug dealers, I think they have a tough time 
walking away from it because they're so used to feeling needed. Yes. And their phone's blowing up. I've had, you know, I've been in the game. I've had friends in the game and I've had friends that couldn't walk away from the game because when they did for a minute and their phone went silent for six months, it's almost like they lost their value uh, to to the world, even though it's a negative value, right? To other people's lives. But there's some addiction to feeling needed, even if it's a negative thing. But you know, it was unfamiliar to not feel needed and not have people like, hey, man, can you, and it feels good. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll call me later. Meet up with me. You you're, you feel like you're in control mm-hmm. of a lot of scenarios. And then when you quit or, or give up that lifestyle, you go through a weird lull, like a lonely, lonely. Very but lonely. W- w- I think that's powerful, though. Yep. I think it's needed because you have to hit a low in order to do the soul searching that's needed in order to to self correct. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and going back to it, it's like identity. You know, I was always trying to find my identity growing yeah. up, and and I just wanted to be accepted. Hey, I'll hang out with the jocks, right? So I'll play sports. I'll hang yeah. out with musicians. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and be a singer. I'll hang out with these people and drug and, addicts, and whatever, yeah. whatever you were accepted. And once yeah. they slapped the identity on me of yeah. the, the fighter and the drug dealer, I was so happy just to live in an identity mm-hmm. where people just accepted me. Yeah. But unfortunately, like you said, brother, it's like as soon as I didn't have the drugs, where were they? Where were yeah. they? Uh, but, you know, so those are little moments. But the big one was in October 28, 2012. Uh, I live in Jersey at the time. And we lived on a barrier island, so surrounded by bodies of water. And Hurricane Sandy paid us a visit, Superstorm Sandy. And it was about 730 at night. I pulled my family from their motels, that's where they were living, into our house. We just got our first house. We've been like apartment living our entire life. Right, and motel living. So we had these really small apartments, finally got like a 700-square-foot house. One story, but dude, Big we're time now, huh? We're so excited. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're yeah, like, yeah, we're, yeah. you know, we got it beginning October. It's funny what you get excited for back then, you know, <laughs> yeah. like just you know your perception of what you've had, and you know you're moving up in the world, right? The seven hundred square feet, it's and, crazy. And it's just like, okay, now let's get new furniture. Yeah. So we get new furniture, yeah. right? And and so we're, we're we're living for like two weeks there, and when it when seven thirty at night hit, we went outside on October twenty eighth, and the wind was whipping, but there was mm-hmm. no rain. Mm. Transformers are sparking, but no rain. I remember just saying, all right, let's go inside and play Monopoly. And so we're sitting in my bedroom, and you can see the living room while we're playing Monopoly. This is one of the first times we've ever sat around and played a game game, as a family. You know, uh, unfortunately, my parents are great people, but they've made really bad decisions as well. And so... It, this was actually a fun time, even though what was about Good to happen memory, yeah. Yeah, was, was pretty uh, horrific for a lot of people. Yeah. And it was about 8.30, and I heard this trickle of water. So what the hell is that? And I look, and as I look, I see this stream of water coming through our living room, oh, which is strange because an hour ago we were just outside, and there was yeah. no rain, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I get up, and I walk through the water. I open the door, and... Five feet of just roaring rapids, smashing into our house, pieces of docks, boats flipped over, our car underwater, minutes. Mm. And then next thing you know, the water cracked through the foundation and the water started rising to the house. So I went ahead. We put that ladder down for the attic. It's a one story. We get up in the attic. And sitting up there and the water's rising rung by rung. And I'm like, shit, rung by rung. And the tree is just smashing. 130 mile per hour winds yeah. to 160. It's just about to come through the roof and the water's rising. And I look back at my family. And, dude, I swear I could still see it, Mm. right? We're freezing cold because it's in October. We're in Jersey. And I remember looking at my family, and I said something that I've never said in the context. And I said, what kind of impact have I made? You know, for me, it was always about income. 
Mm-hmm. Of course. Growing up, yeah, it was like... when it, you're young, that's yeah. what it's all about. And income solved my problems, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, we got our electric cut off because of income. Yes. No, it's because of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're living in, in a tent because we need more income. No, it's yep. because of bad decisions with the income. And so when I said that, I had this just epiphany where I said, I will live impact first, income second, if we get out of here. And so about seven to 10 hours go by, still water's out there. Another 10 hours, the water starts to recede. Water recedes, boom, I get out, and we get rescued by a front loader, by a jet ski in our, whole, in our neighborhood. Insane story. Now, that wasn't the biggest aha. The biggest aha is when I was sitting in a shelter with my wife's snowflake fuzzy pajama pants on, <laughs> pair of softball cleats, and a raggedy-ass T-shirt. And I'm sitting there with my family and a bunch of everybody else that obviously got you know, evacuated. Yeah. And I said, I said I'm going to make a change. right? I said I'm going to change the legacy of the Maroon last name. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how. There it was, guys. Like, putting my ego down, right? Like, once I stripped away my ego, it was my biggest opportunity to grow. And I said, I don't know what I don't know. And from there, I just invested time, money, and energy into the best minds in the world in all areas of life on how I could be better. And it wasn't a light switch, right? That was the big quake moment. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, next day, dude, John Marone is on his way up. No, it was still struggling with the old story, with the old excuses and the old temptations. Um, And it was just these like step by step, brick by brick. Um, But that's my biggest quake moment would be Hurricane Sandy, man. That really shifted me and realigned me to say, hey, man, like the way you're living, it's not going to end well. Yeah, Yeah, it's not going to end well. And you know, it, you have to make a change. And I've showed you so many ways. The universe and God's like, here, here's so many ways. Like, mm. you're in jail. Yeah. Right? You're living on the streets. Here's another way. Here's another way. And finally, it was like, you're about to die, dude. Yeah. So make a decision now. Yeah. How are you going to live your life? And I decided I had to. And, you know, from there, I just invested the time and money and energy and fell in love with the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's and cool. and it That's takes powerful. time to do that. Because when you first commit to change and you talked about it's step by step, it wasn't just a... a uh, an immediate rise, mm-hmm. right? And I want to let people know when you decide to make a change like that, it's not going to be an immediate rise. Yeah. There's going to be a million different reasons and valid excuses that you could pull out of your pocket to pull back. Yep. You know, to not live up to what your true potential is. Yeah. There's plenty of reasons. Nobody's going to blame you for being average. There's more average people than not. They want so, you to be, exactly, dude. They want like, you to be average. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why some of the higher echelon groups, they're hard to penetrate. Yeah. You know, oh, these rich people, they just keep getting richer. You know, they kind of hang out with... No, they just want to hang out with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Just like a jock hangs out with another jock because they could, they're like-minded. They yep. like the same shit. They can go to the gym together. They go to practice together. They want to eat the same shit for performance for performance, right? Yep. yep. And so, you know, successful people just don't want to surround themselves with people that are at a lower level. And it's going to take years to be an individual of value to where those type of individuals will accept you. And you shouldn't want people to accept you as you are if you're average. You should want people to, you know, push you mm-hmm. to get to that next level. Surround yourself with people that don't accept you as you are. And say that Know that there's more in you. Yeah. That you can accomplish. So, dude, you're not tapping into your full potential. You can do so much with your life. And if you don't have people around you that's kind of pushing you to those new levels, 
then you're not around the right people. That's really what it comes down to. And in some cases, when you're not around the right group of people, you have to take a step back and be alone. Yeah, dude, And I that's the hardest part yes. is it feels like it's a success is a lonely road. You know, because there is a lot of soul searching that needs to be done, a lot of inward work mm-hmm. that needs to be done um, in order to release the weight or the chains of your old identity, right? Yeah. In order to get to that next level or the next best version of yourself. And it's always there. There's always a next best version of yourself, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get to the point where you start surrounding yourself with successful people and, that's w- right when you think you've made it and you have a little bit of money and you start getting into some of the bigger rooms, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe that was a lot of money, you know, in my in my mind. Yeah. And again, that's just your old identity still believing that, you know, 10 grand a month is a lot of money. Let's be real. It's just not, yep. you know. And again, if you only make three or four grand a month right now, that's okay. You know, that's cool to set a target at 10 grand a month. But the idea is to continue to try to level up. I think people set their goals to a specific level, making six figures. And then when they do that, success seduces them a little bit. Comfort seduces them a little bit Mm -hmm. where they pull their foot off the gas and then they just start living the lifestyle rather than continuing to go to that next level. Because if you've made six figures, my guess is if you continue to sacrifice like you did to get to that level within three to five years, you can probably be making a half a million a year or a million dollars a year. It just takes that same sacrifice that it took to get to the first six figures. It's going to take that again to continue to level up. I just think people get sick of the sacrifice and they don't fall in love with the process like you talked about. And you won't fall in love with it at first. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be tough at first, but it takes time. And eventually, you'll have enough data to kind of look back over the five years and be like, you know what, that was tough, but I could see the evolution of where it went. Yeah. So I'm starting to enjoy doing the tough shit because I already see the reward based upon my previous experiences. So the first one or two years, you don't have that type of data. You're not seeing the results from the hard work yet. And I think that's why people ultimately pull off and, and start relaxing a little bit. Would you agree with that? Dude, 100%. And like, here's the thing. People always want to do the easy shit, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I always tell everybody, got an easy decision or the right decision? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the great part. Like when you do and you make the right decision more often, guess what happens? It becomes easy. Yeah. Like, you want to do the easy thing or the right thing? Well, most people want to do the easy thing. Well, how about if you do the right thing more often, day in and day out? It becomes easier. Yeah. yeah. Right? It becomes easier. And, and so, look, I, I need everybody when they're listening to this to realize to stop trying to take action and get motivated off of mood. Yeah. Like, you need to take action and get motivated off of meaning. Yes. Right? right? Put meaning behind the mundane. Put mm-hmm. meaning behind why you wake up and say your gratitude. Put meaning why you go ahead and actually wake up at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. Stop relying on your mood because if you rely on your mood, you will not win. It's yeah. that simple. I promise you guys. I know you probably the same way and you're the same way. We don't want to do half the shit that we know we need to do, right? Our bed I'd is way 80, cozier. 80 or 90% right. of the yeah. shit that we, that we do. But you put yeah. a meaning yeah. behind the yeah. mundane, the things you do every day, day in and day out, yeah. because it means more to you. If your goals have no meaning, you'll quit easier. Yeah. You know, you've got to tie I, something to it. When I listen to you guys talk, man, it's, it's, it's really, it's got to start with accountability, yeah. You know, like uh, we we weren't we weren't these we weren't this way. Yes. We we built ourselves to this level. Exactly. Um, but in order to even get started, man, like you're at your your lowest. You know, if you're a corner cutter. Yeah. You know, if your personal no trainer goes off to get a drink and you, you're skipping reps, like mm-hmm. you talked yeah. about in the yeah. beginning, like yeah. you know that about yourself. But a lot of people don't 
know it consciously yet. And until they're going to actually put themselves in a position to actually do the hard work to get to the level that we're at and all the levels in between and above where we're at right now, you got to take accountability for where you're at and what got you there to even start developing that uh, that drive to start developing the muscle, yeah. you know, mentally and physically to get you where you want to go, right? And so, that's that's yeah. what happened in the attic. Yep. Exactly, right? He's, Huge he, accountability he, he, moment, hard look in the mirror type yeah. situation, like taking account of I have to create an impact with yeah. my life. You know, I haven't lived up to that up to this. Exactly. Point. And even right. at that rate, like I was doing well at that time, yeah, compared to who I was, yes. right? Like I was helping businesses grow. I was doing obviously a little bit better. I was no longer addicted to drugs. Yeah. Um, and so I was doing better, but it was like it's such a small percentage compared to what you know what it could be. And you talked about accountability. The first step to growth is awareness. Mm-hmm. Like self-awareness without it, growth cannot happen. Yeah. Here's the problem with a lot of people though. They have self-awareness with no true action afterwards. Self-awareness with no true transparency and vulnerability. Yeah. Give me an example, right? So I'm a huge believer that if we could understand that life is some of the choices we make and understand this, that our quality of questions will determine our quality of life, right? Mm-hmm. It's directly proportionate. Absolutely. And so if you're laying in bed and it's, it's say your alarm is supposed to go off at five o'clock, right? Normally get up at seven, but we're going to start at five o'clock. Goes off. And you say, okay, does this get me closer or further away from my goal? That's how I ask myself every day. Yeah. Well, it gets me closer. Normally, what will happen to most people, and everybody listen, is the word but will come in. Mm-hmm. But I'll just go ahead and wake up at 4.45 tomorrow. But I can go ahead and work a little later today. Mm-hmm. Right. So self-awareness is key. But self-awareness without the transparency and vulnerability of the truth behind it is absolute stupidity. Right. And so you need to have that alignment. I, I, I think people just don't understand you're, you're talking about the reps or whatever, right? Like if your trainer says do 12 reps and you do 10, it's not that big of a deal. It's just two reps. Like they don't understand how big of a deal it really is. Yeah. You're just looking at it as two reps, but you should be looking at it as programming. 100%. You're programming your mind to seek easy or to cut corners or not go uh, 100% or commit 100% to what you said that you wanted to do. Right. You know, and it happens all the time. There's people that pay for personal trainers and would maybe don't show up or pay for college and drop out. You know, there's mm-hmm. they just don't see things through, even if it's something that you question like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have done. See it through yeah. because it's muscle memory, mm-hmm. just like a just like a basketball player. They do their free throws. Right. And they're just trying to get their muscles to memorize that rotation. So it just becomes second nature. Yep. Right. The idea is to train your mind with that when you say you're going to do something that you do it. And if he said 12, you should be doing 13. Mm-hmm. Don't just do what you're asked. Do what you're asked and then do a little bit more because again that is muscle memory and then at that point you're an individual that d- goes above and beyond that's just who you are yes that's who you that's your deba- standard. exactly right exactly. that's your standard exactly what i teach my clients and, and i had to teach myself first is a run laps around who you were yesterday mm-hmm. but secondly when you run those laps run the extra mile yes because when you run the extra mile guess what happens Nobody else is there. Yeah. Nobody else is there. When you could do that day in and day out, the small things, right? I call them the small hinges that swing open big doors. Mm. It's just those small little things that we do that most people will ignore doing because they're so small. Yeah. But that truly make you the most successful you could possibly be. Yeah. And so people need to pay attention to the small things, um, how they're training their subconscious mind 
is, is so powerful. Absolutely. It's so powerful. Whatever, 98% oh, of the things totally. that you do yeah. is based upon your subconscious mm-hmm. programming. Yep. What a beautiful moment, though, right? Like when people finally reach out to you, yeah. hey, man, I need a growth coach. They've taken full accountability. They're now aware of like, man, I got to make a change. And what's that like? I mean, because you probably deal that with that quite a bit when you're bringing a customer on. Like, man, this guy's he's there. He's at this moment in his life of like, it's just because he's going to look back in 10 years and be like, damn, that was a pivotal moment, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you deal with that a lot, right? Like yeah. people hiring you, they're at that moment finally. And so what's it like, you know, on, onboarding those customers in that moment? You, you know, first first thing is, is like imposter syndrome showed up early for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it goes back to being accepted, right? Am I good enough? Who mm-hmm. am I to get from jail? How am I going to speak on stages with people that are like Tony Robbins, Ed Miley? How am I going to do yeah. How am I going to yeah. be coaching these people who own $100 million businesses? And so first I had to get out of my own way to even understand and recognize people reaching out to me, how grateful I should be, but how amazing it is that my story shines the ability for them to be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it comes down mm-hmm. to is, is when I tell my story about my addiction, I tell my story just about my life in general, because if you guys watch me on social media, it's, it's pretty real and raw of like, this is what my life looks like. I'm not the dude that's going to be showing you driving Lambos and jumping on the jet, like because in the end, that's not what reality is, right? Mm-hmm. For for 90% of the people out there. Yeah. So when people reach out to me, man, it's it's extremely gratifying mm-hmm. um, because the ripple effect. Yeah. And so, you know, when I changed my life, it wasn't just for me, right? It was for the legacy. Of course. It was for, I didn't have a daughter at the time, but it was for my kids whenever I had kids. Mm-hmm. But it was for also the people whoever I came in contact with. And so when I know when they reach out to me, the power that it's going to have for their entire ripple effect, yeah. their clients, yes. right, their employees, their family, the people that they'll never meet, all because they decided to take the action and mm. make the decision like that, their entire, entire future has changed. And they won't see half of the amazing things that are going to happen in their family's life because they're going to be long gone. But it's because of this decision that he made today or she made today and say, I'm going to reach out to John and see if he can help me and how he could help me. Yeah. And then they take those actions, those daily steps that it's like, I love, I just got a message from a client of mine. And she goes, John, I got to tell you something. Do you remember my why? Because one of the things I dive deep to yeah. is like finding that deep meaning for people. And I said, yeah, she could say it was to go ahead and set up my mother so she could have her own house. And she doesn't have to pay for, I could buy it. She could stop working, yada, yada. And I said, yeah. She goes, I did it. Like I got chills, like thinking about it. She's like, I did it. She goes, I have created the opportunity to where I just closed on a house big enough and has a, a second in-law suite so I can go ahead and have my mom there fully paid and she doesn't have to work anymore. She can finally live her life without being stressed. Hmm. And I was like, oh, the ripple effect that that had on, on she has her son, she has her mother, yeah. right? Like it's just a beautiful thing to see people finally own up and say, I am in control of the next step. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not letting these circumstances control me. I am going to control what I can control, and I'm going to create that ultimate version of me. I'm going to progress daily, be mm-hmm. better today than I was yesterday, and guess what? Don't know what I don't know, so who does? And mm-hmm. let me go ahead and pick their brain and see how they can help me. And so it's awesome. Let me ask you this, man. Um, routines. Mm-hmm. you know, Morning routines. Do you have one? One. If so, what does your morning routine look like? You know, I used to not have one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My income will show you that too back yeah. in the day, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. And, and and I believe that if you show me your rituals, I'll show you your future. Mm. And so I have a morning routine. 
Um, and it's waking up on the F's, so between 4 and 5.30 every single morning except one day a week I do sleep in. And when I wake up, I'm all about triggers. Uh, you know, being an addict, yeah. I was all about triggers of doing yeah, of bad course. things. Yeah. But we, it's funny because we have triggers in our life that we do every day. We go to the same coffee pot. Yeah. We shampoo our hair. We brush our teeth. Whatever it might be every day. What if you were able to say, I do this every day. What empowering habit can I put after it? And so that's what I've aligned. So as soon as my feet touch the ground, it's water I pound. Right? Water immediately. Create some, some clarity. Get rid of some toxins. Boom. And when I go into the shower, first thing I do is when I shampoo my hair, I speak in gratitude. I don't just check the box off. I used to. Because people are like, oh, it's gratitude, affirmations, mm-hmm. what successful people do. And so I was yeah. doing it. Yeah, grateful of for my daughter. Yeah. Grateful for this. Yeah. But I realized that's not the power of gratitude. The power of gratitude is seeing it, feeling it, activating as many senses as possible to be in that moment. Mm. And so when I say my gratitude, when I do my uh, shampoo, if I can't see it, feel it, smell it, I stop and I get more descriptive. Right? I close my eyes, and if I can't see my daughter, I say I'm grateful for my daughter and the way she smiles and light up the room even on my darkest days. And I see a time. Right? I see a moment where I walked in and like I was feeling like shit, shame, mistakes, whatever it might be, and yeah. there she was. That's the power of gratitude. Mm. Then I do conditioner. That triggers me for affirmations. Mm. Now, what I do with affirmations, I tell people, don't just say what you want in life that, that hasn't happened yet. Say who you want to become. Right. Like, for instance, I'm like, I am somebody who is present with my daughter. I'm somebody who is present with my family. And I stop and I see myself putting my phone away. I see myself do yeah. these things. Yeah. Because I don't, uh, the shit I want can happen unless I become the person I need to become. Yeah. So people are doing these affirmations of all these, these houses and these cars and these things they want. Mm-hmm. But they're What missing. type of individual do you have to be to yes. have those things? Yeah. And so it, like, I'm self-disciplined. I'm yes. in the best shape of my life. Even if you're in the worst shape yes. of your life, identify with the individual that you want to be. And you have to identify as a champion prior to ever winning a championship. Yep. You know, that's why the kids do three, two, one and do the fadeaway. You yep. know, they're practicing that shot. And they're seeing it prior to ever living it. Yeah. You know, and it's the exact same concept. So I I love Trips Trips talked about that. This exact, those exact same things. uh, I do too, man. So I I love it. Exactly in the shower as well. I'm like, man, I am a a strong leader. I am a loyal person. I am a confident person. Like, those are the things I'm running through my head now, too, right? It's cool. And you activate those senses, right? Like, when you say that, just stop. Yeah. There's power in pausing. Mm -hmm. And so I stop and I see myself. You know, you're a strong leader. I see myself leading people and them going to the next level, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. because I'd rather you say one thing and it hits such a, a part of your nervous system that say it ignites things. something yeah. than yeah. 20 things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, once I get done with that, then I go ahead and I have stillness. So sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 15 minutes. You haven't washed your body yet, dude. I'm going through your whole shower routine. And then I do some stillness work because people wake up in chaos and guess what's going to happen? They're going to attract chaos. Of course. Yeah. So I got to align myself. I got to center myself. And sometimes it's literally just sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. My, my wife, so she doesn't get up as early as I do. You, and yeah. it was about a week ago, I remember. I was sitting in a bathroom and sometimes I just do, do it in the bathroom. And I did like a 15-minute stillness session. Yeah. Just focus and just chilling. Eyes closed or eyes closed. open? Eyes yeah. closed, okay. yeah. For, so for, like for, a meditation most, yeah. type thing. Yeah. Just you do it your way. Yeah, right? Absolutely, right? Yeah. Like find out what works for you and, yeah. and, and get it done. Yeah. I walked out of the bathroom and she goes, what the hell were you doing in there for so long? And why were you so quiet? 
And I was like, well, you know, it's it's my stillness time. And I was yeah. like, you're not up for this normally, so you, yeah. you know, it's a little weird for you. Yeah. She's like, you're crazy. I'm like, and it's yeah. us who changed the world. She's like, why yeah. are you asleep on the toilet? Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. like, what are you doing in there all quiet? You usually take 10 minutes on the yeah. shitter, but yeah. not 20. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? And I usually hear you like on your phone You or told me the food last night was yeah. good that I made you. <laughs> yeah. you know? and now so, you're feeling it? Yeah, and so once I do that, then I have my stillness. Um, I hit my workout usually in the morning. Yeah. Now, unless I have to do something really creative, then I do my creativity in the morning because that's me. I know I'm more creative in the morning. Yeah. So I hit my creativity first. Yeah. Um, and then I read 10 pages or 20 minutes of an audible, right? So 10 pages or 20 minutes. I hit my daily stoic every day. So I read a daily stoic every single day. It's a passage uh, with just a little bit of actionable things of, of stoics in the past. And it's, it's a cool little just get you going into personal development. Mm-hmm. Three minutes is all it takes. Uh, then I sit there. Then I write what I have a must-crush list. And so what I have found is most people wake up and they're like, all right, business, business, mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Next day, yeah. business, yeah. business. I do that. <laughs> and, and you have a roller coaster, right? It's like you look back into the weekend like, oh, man, I didn't even like do one nice thing for my wife today. Man, I didn't take time for me. Man, I didn't work mm-hmm. on my spirituality. Man, I ate like shit because I didn't understand the goal. People need to wake up and know what does success look like today in my health, my relationships, my spirituality, my finances, my career, and my personal side. Yeah. And so every day I ask myself that. Those are that. the sixes that yep. you try to focus on? Yep, and I ask yeah. myself that. And sometimes it's little things, man, that we talked about, yeah. that big doors, where it's just like, write a love letter, love, love note to your wife. Is that going to progress me in our relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. Right? Maybe it's just go ahead and don't eat that cookie tonight when you're going to be you know, stressed out because you're working late. That little thing will help me progress. And so I'm trying to find these little opportunities, these small moments that mm-hmm. will compound into big progression. And so I have to ask myself those questions. Then I open my email. Mm-hmm. Then I open my phone. So I'm about 90 minutes to two hours with no phone in the morning unless it's music. Yeah. I love or that, if I – okay, I'm, I'm going to lie here because if there's something profound in my mind – I will open up. And then it, I will, I will open it up. Yeah. You're going to Instagram yeah. really quick. So, you yeah. know, once in a while, I do need yeah. to cheat a little bit. But Yeah. yeah. I was, no, tell, cool I was telling Kel that that's what I started doing, too, is trying not to touch my phone for the first hour, hour and a half. Oh, that became so one of my triggers. Yeah. Is like when I would reach my phone. Oh, stop, man. You got to do your gratitude first. Yeah. You know, like with that read, because we reach for our phone every morning. That's so I got, if you program your mind to read, like when you do that reach, like, oh, wait a minute, you know, pulled off. Yeah. You know, you, that yeah. can wait 10 minutes, right? Yeah. A, a but, tip with that, just give you a heads up. Mm-hmm. Because I, I struggle with that to where I always would wake up and subconsciously, you don't even think about it. You're like Facebook. Yeah. Email. Right. And so what I do and is. And you got one, one eyeball half open. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You're like, like the junk dude. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? yeah. And so what I realize is that if I cut off 90 minutes before I go to bed. So if I, when I charge my phone, oh, I, I recharge myself. Right. So I'm 90 minutes before I even try to go to sleep that there is no phone near me. Yeah. Because your mind will remember the last thing that it, that it touched and the last thing that it saw to yeah. go back to it. And so that's why I keep it, boom, I don't touch it. When I wake yeah. up, literally have my water bottle, feet touch the ground, water I pound, and I just like catapult my ass into the shower. Mm-hmm. Also, I do take cold showers. I take hot and then 30 seconds cold. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, just every, to kind of I like get that, all the uh, senses activated and get your brain yeah. screaming at you yeah, to start if, the day. And if I work out prior, like sometimes I'll go for a run, I'll start the shower cold. Mm. I live in yeah, Florida, yeah. right? So it's, yeah, when you're yeah, it's always that feels yeah. good. It feels amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and once I get it on hot, it's kind of hard to get it to cold, cold. Yeah. I see. I was in Vegas this morning, right? Because I drove here to Vegas yeah. and running yeah. the mastermind uh, trench out on the night. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, it's not, it's we're Vegas. It's not going to get that cold. Yeah. Holy shit! I was like, 
It felt so good, though, dude. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I, I have to get a, a tub for sure. I need to get a, most, a most, one of those Most people tubs. don't do these things or have a really a good routine because it's so much more time. They, they wake up, like you said, in chaos. And I, I like that whole structure that you laid out because it's like, man, you can do your routine as you go through the day. You do it in the shower. You can do yeah. it. Uh, you know these what I mean? Little triggers, yeah. man. These, yeah. So I would urge everybody listening – what do you do every single day that's guaranteed, right? Whether it's go to the same coffee pot, mm-hmm. whether it's sit in the same chair, yeah. that you could place an empowering habit that you've been wanting to put into your life right afterwards. Yeah. Because that's how you get consistent with things, man. You just trigger them, you just trigger them up, trigger them up, trigger them up. That's the yeah. idea, right? Mm-hmm. So that it be, I mean, we don't have to think about eating no. or breathing yeah. or yeah. sleeping. You know, we just lay down and we go to bed or we're, just, we're, we're breathing right now and we're not having to consciously even think about breathing. It yes. just happens, right? Um, because we've done it so much, you yeah. know, um, and I, I don't really think that we have to think about it when we're born either. But the idea is to do something so often yes. that it just becomes as nat- like it, it's non negotiable. That's mm-hmm. just what you do. Yep. You, you eat, you breathe, you sleep. That, those are things that everybody does, you know, and then other people incorporate different things into their life. And I'm telling you, if, if anybody listens, starts to try to adopt some of these habits, because we've mm-hmm. talked about this exact same so shit. That's times. why I ask, yeah. Yeah. you know, because it's just almost like you're, you're co-signing for us, right? Like <laughs> it just feels good to know, you know, the information that we give these people, they need to sometimes hear it from other people. So same that it's message, not different just, messenger. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, it helps it become a little bit more concrete that it's not just hot air. It's the, these the, these are routines. These are things that successful people are doing. Like it's really not that difficult. Like to Google what's successful people do in the morning. What's their morning routine? The information's out there. It's so available. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of taking action and doing it yep. um, to the point to where do I even question when I go to bed at night if I'm going to get up and go to the gym <laughs> in the morning? No. That's yep. just what I do. But there's a meaning know? behind it, right? Like, so, like, you got a good meaning behind it. You got a good meaning behind the things you do. And I think that's where people fail, dude. They're doing it because other people said to do it. Right. They're doing it because they heard it on this podcast. No, do they might it be because, doing it because they want to be successful rather than being the best version of yeah. themselves. And, and everything's a ripple you know? effect of like I say my gratitude. Not just because for my gratitude, it's because what that does for me for the rest of the day. I work out in the morning because it gives me more energy, right? And energy is contagious. And when energy is contagious, it creates engagement. When I have engagement, you can retain more. You retain more, you become the person that you want to become because you're taking action on the shit we talked about. So all these things I do all play a bigger role in my day. It's not just about that moment. What do you do... um What's your crutch for, like, stress relief, right? What's, I mean, you have a great, you know, morning routine. You can be as systemized as as you want to be, but everybody's going to have down times, uh, down days, stressful days. Is there anything that you do specifically that you say, this is my stress reliever. This is this is my me time. Yeah. So there's. I'm going to give everybody actually three things. One, some people can, some people can't. I love going paddle boarding. Okay. You know, we live in Destin, Florida, so we have amazing water out there put wheels on the bottom if you don't live by water yeah 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 yeah, yeah, just go right i'm I'm, I'm a huge longboarder as well so just getting out uh number two is take clarity breaks a lot of times you know we have this stressful time because we're not taking 15 minutes three times a day just to be out away from electronics and Mm. technology so i urge everybody find three 15 minute time slots every day to go outside away from your phone away from your computer and just reboot Sometimes I'm just hanging out with my daughter. Sometimes I take my shoes off and I go outside to align myself with a new frequency. Mm. Weird and crazy. John Marone five years ago, be like, bro, like, what is, that's weird. Yeah. 
but it works, right? Like mm-hmm. it works. So I get grounded again. So that helps me relieve stress in a moment um, for sure. Another thing, I used to be really, really bad with anger. Like if, if anybody listeners knows me from the past, um, they will know that like I fought because hurt people hurt people, but I had no control over my anger or my emotions. Mm. Yep. So I created a three, two, one rule. And what that is is simply whenever a bad outcome happens, whenever a, a negative thing happens, I used to blow up. And what I didn't understand is that when I used to blow up, there was collateral damage. My wife was affected. My employees were affle- affected. Of course. And I didn't realize that because they'd be like, why, dude, why are you so pissed? Like, calm down. I'm like, mm-hmm. that didn't happen to you. You didn't lose the deal. I lost the deal. He didn't cut you off. He cut yeah. me off. And it was so me, 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 me. Yeah. And then when I realized I had collateral damage, I had to find a process that worked. I couldn't live my life that way. Yeah. I can't be a leader and, and affect everybody if with my negative If you're reacting emotions. all the time, because yeah. bad things will happen. Yeah. And if you're in reaction mode. All, all the you, time. You're going to be an asshole. Yeah. Right? If you're always just reacting to scenarios. Yep. Unfortunately, people don't walk up to you and just hand you a hundred bucks. No. You know, actually, and, and girl, just, girl yeah. on a flight gave my daughter twenty bucks. Oh, there you yeah. go. I was like, what? Yeah. That was nice of her. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, what's but that's, on not, every that's, that's not every day. That's one time. That's one time. Yeah. So most of the things that happen to us, or whatever you want to call it for us, yeah. You know, um, if you're if you're not um, in the right frame of mind, you're going to react in a negative way, right? And because we create out of our state, yes. right? Yes. We create exactly. out of our state. To all my salesmen, hey guys, yeah. look, we create out of our state. So if you're in a low state, you're going to create low results. And so this three, two, one is when I feel that happen, I take three minutes to feel the emotion. I I don't ignore the emotion because we've all done that for so many different things. And the next thing we know what it builds, it builds, it builds. And it comes out on like the worst case scenario where it had nothing to do with you. But it's just all this other stuff. Three minutes of just feeling the emotion. If I got to cry, I'll cry. If I got to scream and and just yell, I'll do that. Right. In Mm -hmm. a proper setting. And I take two minutes of gratitude. Two minutes of like, okay, what can I be grateful for? Even if I'm driving in a car and like I'm stressed out because there's traffic, right? I get a little pissed, a little pissed, and then it's like, okay, what can I be grateful for? I got a car. I got gas in it. I'm going to a place that I can afford to go to. Mm-hmm. Then I take one minute where a lot of people fail. Own up to it. Mm-hmm. Own up to that shit. If there's something that happened, where could you have done something differently? Five yeah. years ago? Five yeah. minutes ago? Yeah. Find ownership. The more you can find ownership, A, the better leader you'll become. And then B, the less often it will happen and that stress will act, no longer activate into your world. So that three, two, one's helped me a lot. If I can't get on a paddleboard, um, if the, the, the clarity brakes aren't working. Um, and then the other thing, man, is actually reaching out and just talking to somebody. Mm. Like picking up a phone and just calling, calling my buddy or just texting my buddy, taking my mind off the situation. That, that sometimes just helps me get back into like, yeah, Yo, you're doing the right thing. Like, mm. you know, it's not a bad day. It's a bad five minutes. Right. Yeah. And, and Yo, you said something about it happens to us, happens for us. I'm a big believer. Everything happens because of us. Right. Right? Mm. Because of us. Hurricane Sandy happened because of me. Not that the storm happened because of me. We stayed there because of me. We could have left. Yeah. yeah. Right? I got in jail because of me. Yeah. I built this life uh, that I could only dream of because of me. So the yeah. good things and the bad things. So when you say life doesn't happen to me, it doesn't happen for me, but shit, life happens because of me, the good and the bad, mm. you take complete ownership. I mean, th- th- there's nothing to do but to go ahead and do the right things you know, I mean, more often and, and be able to build a life that you want because mm. everything happens for you. Starts and ends with you yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now you can start gaming it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep, it gets fun. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I think that that's where most people go wrong is they, they hear some cool shit, you know? Like everything that you've said is cool shit. Yeah. Like I ain't going to lie about it, be, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because I have some of those same routines and shit, yeah. you know? Um, 
But I think people start trying to do it, and they just don't see the results of it. Oh, yeah. You know, within the first two weeks or three weeks, and it gets a little monotonous at first because, you know, people do things when there's a reward. Mm -hmm. You know, if they don't see something happening very quickly, then it's just not working. It's not that it's not working. It's the things that actually benefit you the most in life are some of the hardest things that that you have to do and take a lot of consistency. Building a business, it's a wonderful thing, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of consistency. You don't start a business and then in three weeks say, this shit's not working out for me. <laughs> you know, this business game is mm-hmm. tough. I'm not cu- I'm not making money yet. Yeah. You know, you go into it with proper expectations. Like, dude, this might take a year or two years or three years, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay to eat shit for a while for the long term. Surrender to the process. Exactly. And you have to be okay if you try to adapt some of these processes that we're talking about or routines or whatever. You have to go into it with a proper expectation that you're committed to it to see it through for a long enough period of time to where you could see that it ultimately works. Don't flirt with something. Don't just kind of try something. If you really want more out of life and you want to get to that next level, you have to get committed and you have to see things through even when it's not fully showing it's worth yet. Yes. When I hired my first coach, man, I was going through a divorce. I struggled with anger a lot. Um, and I wanted to change that. I didn't want to be angry anymore. Yeah. I didn't know that going into it, right? Yeah. But we went in this marriage counselor. He turned into my counselor, like, because the marriage didn't work out. He's my therapist. But looking back, he was my first coach, man. Like, he told me, he showed me a study. He said, it takes three to five years to reprogram your brain to think a different way, right? Unless you're like some guru that knows how to really tap into meditation, Hypnotize which most people something. don't. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. it takes three to five years. Yeah. So I had a, I had a three two one system as well. It was the ice method, man. So I had to ice it, right? I have an anger moment. Yeah. I had to stop, feel it. I had to identify it because he says anger is always a mask for fear. Mm-hmm. So what are you afraid of mm-hmm. in this moment that's causing this anger, right? And then you had to choose a new thought. Ah, and then you had to execute the new thought. So I love that's it. the ice method, yeah, right? Man. But you got to do it over and over and over again for for three to five years before you <laughs> yeah. change into a new person. Bro. And so to go to what you're saying, man, it mm-hmm. takes time. It does. Dude, take it time. Does. You want to reprogram who you are, practice new thoughts every single day for yes. three to five years. Yeah. yeah. You and know, or go meditate. I didn't, I didn't know how to meditate. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be doing this shit for three to five years. I love that yeah. method, though. I <laughs> yeah. love that method. And, yeah, that and, and cool. here's, here's the problem. And anybody listening, I want you to, to truly write this down and think about it. Instant gratification creates long-term regret. Right. Mm-hmm. Instant gratification that. creates long-term regret. Mm-hmm. And because of the world we live in with mm-hmm. Uber, with Lyft, with social media, with the you notifications, on your phones, yeah. we are wired yes. for this instant gratification. Fast, so we're fast, going fast. against all these programs in our life. Amazon, one-day yeah. shipping. You buy yeah. that shit and it's sitting on your doorstep yeah. before you wake up the next but like, like, mm-hmm. Why do you think the older generation, like they, they knew it's a long-term yeah. game, right? Yeah. They, they didn't come you know, over to this country and be like, all right, it doesn't change tomorrow. This doesn't work. So... Instant gratification creates long-term regret. And if anybody is implementing these habits or anything that, that we we're talking about, I would suggest just getting real honest with yourself if you don't do it. And just ask these questions. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, say, what are the habits first off I'm trying to create? Maybe it's you know waking up early. It's yeah, going to yeah, the gym. Yeah. It's gratitude. At the end of the day, have a check-in with yourself. Right. Did I do it? That's the first question. Second question is, why didn't I do it? Right. Third is, what will I do differently tonight or tomorrow to make sure I hit it? Mm. Because we don't ask those questions, it goes one day, two days, three days, and then shame yeah. kicks in yes. and guilt kicks in, 
And it's crazy how when shame and guilt kick in, you do more shit to feel that game, that, that shame and that and that guilt, yeah. right? Well, like, you do it. You do more shit to try to cover it up and suppress it, yep. and then it just, just compounds and grows. Yeah, right. So I want everybody ask those three questions to yourself. Like, what are these three habits, five habits I'm trying to implement? Did I do it? If not, why not? What will I do differently tomorrow? I mean, it's yeah. not fucking hard. Everybody knows exactly what they should be doing, or knows if their habits are that of success. Or not. Yeah. Like you like you know. Yep. Like yep. and when you know and and you're doing the right things and you know you're on the right path, you're okay for it to take time because you know you're on the right path. You know? You don't hop in an airplane in LA and expect to be in New York like that. Yeah. Right? You can get in the air and you're fine. You're relaxed or whatever because you're on the right path. No matter how excited you are about getting where you're trying to go, the process is the process is the process. And eventually, once you know you're on the right path, you start enjoying the process a little bit more because you realize the destination that you're ultimately going to end up. Yeah. Right? Yes. So when it comes to you know, the entrepreneurs, I'm guessing, is maybe more so the, the group of people that you work with, some of your clients, right? Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's I would say the average person probably doesn't do a lot of internal looking. They mm-hmm. actually really put the blinders on so that they can remain in the exact same cycle over and over without having to feel those negative emotions. Yep. Um, and it just makes life easier just to kind of check out mentally and just stay doing what you're doing rather than having to, to deal with those hard looks in the mirror or some of those tough conversations that you have to have with yourself. Um so I, I would say that the average person probably doesn't go reach out and say, hey, I want a growth expert or I want to grow as an individual um, because then they would have to admit that there's something <laughs> negative going on in their life, which nobody ever really cares to admit. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, but entrepreneurs are individuals that, you know, see a little bit more long term. They're, you know, hungry for success or growth. Mm-hmm. Right. What would you say is maybe one of the most common mistakes that you see? Uh, that you can identify pretty quick when you're starting to work with somebody because in business, there's common mistakes that average business people make. There's probably common mistakes average business owners make when it comes to, you know, personally or professionally. What would you say that that is? You know, so we talked a lot about the, the person themselves, right? And, and and it's the process that creates the person. Yeah. So you, we've yeah. been touching on that yeah. a lot. We talked about the habits, but let's talk mm-hmm. about like where, where, where they intertwine, where your business will intertwine with, with your personal life. And that comes down to foundation. The foundation is... What are your values? Because yeah. that's how you make fast decisions. That's yeah. how you filter your decisions. Most entrepreneurs that come to me, they have no clue what their core values are. No clue. They're guessing. I'm mm-hmm. talking about there needs to be conviction because conviction creates conversion in sales and in our life. Mm. And when I tell you that one of my core values is making shit happen, there's so much conviction behind it that I internally will act every way possible to make it true. Mm. And so... We follow through with who we believe we are most. Most people think they are less than what they truly are. Most people don't understand their value because of the mistakes they made, because they're just unclear. Because they, they're still identifying with, with, a, with the person five years ago yep. or 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and still trying to, be the, the, trying to be something new, trying to be that new version of them. Without letting go. Without letting go. And mm. they're still holding on to these old values, right? Yeah. And so the biggest mistake I see people make, but also the best thing I see people change is truly understanding what are my core values. Mm. Because when you know your core values, you act in them more often. You can be more aware of them. Let me give you a small example. So one of my values is being present and patient with my daughter. 
You know, she's a miracle baby, we were told, for five plus years by three plus doctors. We couldn't have kids. Have kid. mm-hmm. And like, there's a yeah. whole beautiful story behind yeah. it, right? Yeah. And so, whether that was the case or not, I would still want to be present and be patient with my daughter. Yeah. And that's a value of mine. I was sitting about a couple weeks ago, sitting there, we're watching, uh, I was watching a TV show, and she was like, da 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 da. And I was like, Arya, stop. I'm watching TV. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's, that's- I think every parent listening yeah. can relate to yeah. that. Shut up. Yes. I was like, will you shut yeah. up for yeah. just one second? Yeah. And, and give me some me time. And, yeah. and, and so the coolest yeah. part was, is like, after a few minutes, or it wasn't right away, a few minutes, I was like, am I acting in my value? That, that was not who I want to be. But it's so cool because I see it. And if I see it, right. I could stop it next time. Mm-hmm. If I see it, I could filter it next time. And so I'm, you know, she's only three years old, so I'm yeah. still brand new to the game. Yeah. And so, you know, now that I'm aware of it, like that was one of the coolest parts. It was like, she's my best teacher, right? She challenges me every day in so many different ways. And she challenged me to break out of my value. And it worked. Mm. How many other people in your life are challenging you to take you away from your values? Mm. And how many times is it working? How many times do they keep pulling you back to the old story, pulling you back to the old version of you, pulling you back mm. to the old excuses? Yep. And if you don't know your values, you're never going to be able to identify it to create a new identity. Hmm. You can't. Right. right? It's impossible. So the most beautiful part was in that moment, like, shoot, obviously it was trying to pull me away. And I gave in to the temptation. I gave in to the temptation to go to the old, unpatient, right, kind of tense person. But I had Reactive to, mode. Yeah, yeah. I had the epiphany. And guess what? Because I, I was aware, because transparency creates transformation and I'm vulnerable, I realized now I know how to act next time. But if I never knew what that value was, I would never know how to act next time. Therefore, I'd continue the same patterns. And guess who's going to be the one that's going to live in that pattern? Mm. My daughter. Right. Right? I'm going to give her that same belief. So your values are your cheat code. 100%. Like, what should I do in this? Okay. This is what I need to be doing based upon these values. This is the right action. Um, in this moment, you know, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, it's a filter to everything. Let me filter ask to who you hired, who you fire. Yeah. Let me ask partners. you this. Have you ever done ayahuasca before? No, uh, I have not done ayahuasca. Really? Yeah, so um, I've. Uh, the uh, reason why I ask, doesn't doesn't he seem like a guy that would have done ayahuasca before? Just kind of some <laughs> of his, like, dude, you, you, you speak very well. You're, you know, uh, well thought out, well spoken. And some of the concepts that you talk about, you know, are similar to. Um, what do they call it? Shamans? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. some of I, some I know of the you know because they, they they dig in deep. They make you look I'm internal. Scared. I'm scared of shit to do ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I've done some bad yeah. things in my life, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did an ayahuasca a year ago. Yeah, um, and we were both very scared too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like our palms are sweating. Like we're gonna die. You like you <laughs> yeah. Google it like every day. Like how many people die on yeah. ayahuasca? You know, yeah. it's like you keep digging deeper to find your reason out. out right. Oh, so you it's know? reverse spotlighting, man. Exactly. It's that's that's a everybody needs to hear what reverse spotlighting yeah. is. It's where we take our fears and we put it on somebody else's feelings, mm. right? right? We're it, trying to validate. Yeah. So I, I remember I was going uh, skydiving like four years ago. My yeah. wife bought it for me. I was yeah. stoked, dude. Me and yeah. like five dudes. Well, it started getting closer, right? And my fears started to rise. So I called one dude up. Hey, man, you probably don't have enough money. You don't have to go. He's like, oh, thanks, bro. Called the other dude. Hey, man, I know you got to work. It's gonna be hard for you to get off. Yeah. Called another guy. Called the last guy. He's a marine. I said, hey, bro, I know you probably go, shut up, we're going. I said, well, you don't even know. He goes, stop trying to get out of me. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not trying to get out. I'm trying to tell you. He goes, this shit ain't going to work on me, bro. Yeah. He goes, we are going. And I'm like, I just reverse spotlight almost everybody and got out of this. And I'm so glad I didn't. And the reason I tell you that story is because how many times are reverse spotlight our fears onto yeah. somebody else? Mm-hmm. 
But really, if uh, we just fought that fear and pushed through it, yeah, it, it's it's exciting. It's beautiful. This ayahuasca trip. I mean, that yeah. I'm sure unveiled and un, un, uncovered so much yeah. in your life, whether it's good or bad in a moment. You took. You it take doesn't matter stuff. if it's good or bad. It still benefits. It you. still benefits you. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people need to realize that salesmen are worse with this. The salesmen are worse. Oh, nobody wants to pick up, or I wouldn't want yeah. somebody to call right. me on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, so you You're are everybody? Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? exactly. You are everybody? Yeah, yeah. So it's we've, just, we've had conversations oh, yeah. like that. Like With our sales look, meetings, yeah. You know, if two grand's a mm-hmm. lot to you, that doesn't mean it's a lot to the people that we're calling. Yeah. Don't project yep. you're biased on a sales call yeah. or you're biased in this type of a scenario. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of people look for external validation of their feelings, right? So we were scared <laughs> uh, to do it, right? Like, is somebody going to, you know, are we going to die? So I was looking for information to validate my feelings. Yep. Right? Like, how many people die? You know? So <laughs> so that I can I can have a valid reason to not do something based upon fear rather than seeing it through and and walking through the fear because usually when you do something like that there is aha moments there are things and and the more times that you walk through fear the less you fear being scared yeah because you realize on the other side of it there's really you know it was all built up in your head right it's it's funny about fear man like i I used to actually write down every day what do i fear today Mm. Whether it's making a call, having a conversation, and I yeah. built this like I'm not scared of fear mentality, um, yeah. but also know that fear gets me closer to my goals. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I know that something scares me, it creates yeah. courage to go through it, and that's one of my values I want to have. I want to have courage, right. right? Like I have my necklace on it says fearless, right? Because like I want to be fearless, mm. but the only way to do that is to face fears every single day, right? Yeah. And I don't think we're ever fearless, um, but I, I just want to build this like. No matter you can what the feel fear, is. fear, but some yeah. people react based upon their yeah. feelings, and other people again react based upon fear could be a good what thing. they're trying to build yep. in terms of who they are, right? Yeah, and 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 they follow through based upon their values or their goals or whatever it is, not based upon an emotion that they're feeling inside that moment. Yeah, and yeah. and that that's you know we're emotionally driven creatures, of course, and so when we. Uh, almost too back. much so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. All of our decisions are based upon pain or pleasure. An emotion. An emotion. Right? Exactly. And so when you could identify what's the emotion I feel and does it align with the story I'm trying to create, yeah. it, it just becomes a lot easier to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. It's like people are like, oh, man, I'm a procrastinator. No, you're not a procrastinator. The thing is you're giving the task a story. So anybody mm-hmm. that's listening right now that says they're a procrastinator, I want you to ask yourself, what are you procrastinating on? If it's something that you truly, really, really wanted to do, if or you need a, to do, if you yeah, if uh, it's a, you know, you can procrastinate all you want and making rent payment, but that's not going to benefit <laughs> you at all. Eventually, you're going to be evicted, right? Yep. Like there's certain things that we can allow ourselves to procrastinate, and there won't be necessarily any immediate harm, but long term there will be harm. Yeah, right. Um, but it's it's almost like so people that wake up at let's say. 6 a.m. because they're going to go hunting and they love hunting. They hop out of bed like that. Mm-hmm. The same person that wants to go golfing at 5.30 in the morning, hop out of bed just like that because it's something they're excited about. If it's not something you're that excited about, you're going to find a reason yeah. to put it off. You story know, behind it, man. story behind it. It's the story behind every exactly. task, if it gets yep. done or not. You know, and oh, whether you're excited about it. Yeah. You know, and, and if you're not excited about it, you have to tie something that you're excited about to that. Yes. And kind of reverse engineer it and say, okay, 
I can't necessarily see what I, why I would want to do this and get up early and go to the gym, but then you can reverse engineer. Well, this is the type of person that I want to be. This is the type of example I want to set for my kids. This is my, you know, my long-term goal. And you got to reverse engineer it and make it a little bit easier to, to get up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that meaning behind it, right? Exactly. Meaning behind a mundane. Yes, yes. And sometimes the meaning is just to get some energy back. We procrastinate on things, not thinking how much energy it actually takes to procrastinate on things mm, right. right like that 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 battle of like even having a conversation with somebody that you know you need to have a conversation with you're like yeah it's gonna be way less stressful if i don't have it the stress that it's causing you internally without you realizing you have not having that conversation is incredible so once yeah. you have the conversation it's usually not as bad as you think and you get back so <laughs> yeah. much time and energy yeah. then you can put that time and energy into shit Something you else. like to do yes. you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's important for people to evaluate themselves and and why they're not taking action mm. Or why they're, they're, they're procrastinating and a story behind it all. Yeah. And when you can go ahead and do that and be super understanding of like, no, let me erase that story and create a new one that actually empowers me. Yeah. Um, that's how you get to your goals way faster and collapse time. Mm. Fucking A, bro. I can't lie. You're a gem, dude. No, <laughs> Thank I'm, you, man. I'm, I, I'm, no, I'm glad. Great. I'm definitely glad that you came out and you spoke with us. And, you know, I guarantee the listeners are going to, you know, love every minute of it uh, so, without a doubt because I know that we it's did. It's a lot of stuff we we, yeah. we talk about and yeah. just hearing it different ways is so incredible. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. You guys Reinforce. talked about the pretty much the exact same thing, but you identified it as ice. And, you know, so, I mean, money, again, yeah. it's right, just right. we kind of unleash our thoughts and how we view specific things and it's just kind of all the exact same but we have our own way of doing it right which is huge that's yeah, what people need exactly. to realize like do it like how we talk to you guys do it and then yeah. all of a sudden you make, make the small shifts that yeah. make it your own right yeah, like right. that's how you create the best perfect morning routine yeah. yeah it's taking the best practices and making it how it works for you without mm. lying that saying oh it doesn't yeah. work for me because of this reason or that reason right so yeah. being being transparent creates transformation yeah um and and you know, anybody listen to this look we gave a lot of information today yeah. as you guys give information yeah. every single episode yeah. yeah but everybody has heard the phrase knowledge is power right Action is power. Yeah, knowledge, knowledge knowledge is not power, right? Yeah. It's the implementation of the information. Yes. Right. Implementation of the information. Yeah. And so all the great stuff we talk about today, first off, if you weren't taking notes, you lose 80% in 48 hours. If mm-hmm. you weren't taking notes, 80% in, in 48 hours. So go back, listen to this, take some damn notes. Yeah. Secondly, it's like, dude, just go take action. People mm. ask me, John, what books should I read? First yeah. off, what's your problem? John, I've read 50 books this year. Okay, cool, but you're still broke and you're still miserable. Yeah. So why don't you read one and take action from that one? Yeah. Yeah. And so guys who are listening, please... <laughs> Value you know, for for us like the, the best thanks we can get is for you guys Taking to take action, action yeah. into implementation on this information because yeah. this is years of struggle that we went through to individually to find out this inf- information yeah. and you know I always talk about the story behind the glory that's why I talk about my story so much to help people not wait for rock bottom exactly like stop exactly. waiting for rock bottom I shit exactly. I tell you it's not fun yeah. like, it's not fun create the rock bottom as where you're at right now. Yeah. Not where you want to go. Today's your rock bottom. Exactly. Write the date down. Anybody listening, write today's date down and say, today is my rock bottom. Today, I can only go up from here because I have a strong enough meaning. And guess what? I'm going to embrace the suck. I'm going to fall in love with the process. Brick by brick by brick. I will live my legacy so I could leave my legacy no, every day. Huge, man. Huge. Badass. So if individuals want to connect with you, how do they connect with you? Yeah, so Instagram, um, at Real John Marone. Uh, it's M-A-R-R-O-N-E. Uh, go ahead and slide in my DMs. I love to hear people's feedback, hear their story. Yeah. Um, so I can go ahead and provide any value or, or just kind of chop it up and jam with them. So at Real John Marone, YouTube, John Marone, um, as well as you can go to my podcast, 
power of progression. I've had some phenomenal guests on, Trent Shelton, uh, Eric Thomas, Lisa Bilyeu, the list goes on. Uh, but it's just about people sharing their story yeah. and giving actionable tools to be better today than they were yesterday. Um, and if you're looking for any kind of coaching, just go to johnmarone.com. All my programs are on there. Um, I got the Evolution Coaching Experience right now. That is uh, probably the best coaching experience out there. And I say that because go to the page, johnmarone.com forward slash evolution, and just look at the testimonials and results. Right. Yeah. They, so do you find when you when you do the podcast and you're interviewing you know these high power people, um, the same thing that we just barely talked about, a lot of their beliefs and a lot of their core values kind of match up a little bit. And it's just, it's weird how that top layer of people have so many similarities. Yeah, there's there's such commonalities between the most successful people. Mm. Like successful people leave clues. Yeah. Like pick that up. Like go and pick it up. And so, yeah, I mean, I would say there's like this top five, yeah. top seven things, and they do it their own way, yeah. right? But it's the it same works for them. concept. Yes, yeah. it's the They've same concept. They've made it concept. their own just as we talked about. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it starts with getting comfortable being uncomfortable, vulnerability, sharing their story, and doing the shit they don't want to do when they know yeah. they need to do it. Yep, you know? cool. Very cool. Man, we appreciate you coming out and, and, yeah. and chopping it up with us. I know I, I enjoyed it. I'm yeah. sure Kels enjoyed it as well. So, um, and we we know you guys enjoyed it. Make sure that you guys uh, you know reach out to John. You know, follow him on his Instagram account. He's he's sharing information that's valuable on a day to day basis as well. So. Um, Guys, if you benefited from this podcast, that means that you have somebody else in your life that obviously can benefit from this type of information as well. So don't do the people that you care about a disservice by not sharing something that's positive and uplifting. You know, be the light inside of your ecosystem, your friends, your family, things like that. So make sure you share the information. And as always, guys, have a kick-ass day. Take care.